1: Welcome to the Horse Hour Podcast. I'm Amy Stevenson. My guest today is Tam Thompson. She was sponsored by Molly Chaff as an amateur rider, and that meant she had to write a blog each week, which is absolutely fine, and so you need to find something to blog about. So that meant that Tam had to get over her confidence issues and try new things with her horse. And she knows how to have fun with horses. She's tried everything from side saddle to gym carners to going to adult beach camp. So I can't wait to find out from Tam what she got up to and also how she got over some of these rider confidence issues. This is Horse Hour. Hey, welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. So you may well have heard I had a little accident last week um, and I just wanted to give you a quick update. I promise I won't bang on about it because I'm all about moving forward and trying not to let accidents and things like this affect you too much. Um, but all is good, thank you. I've had a bit of a bizarre week trying to get my memory back um, but I had a CT scan and they said that my brain is clear and that they said it's all normal and how normal I was to begin with I'm not sure about but we're okay and uh, and I'm on the up and and getting better and bit by bit my memories coming back which is very exciting so I'm very very much looking forward to getting back on blackjack soon the doctor said that I have to wait four weeks um, just in case I fall off again I don't need another bang to the head um, because that will set me back a little bit so we've got three weeks left to go and then I can get back on blackjack and for those of you that have been asking he is doing really well and um, and he's happy he's gone back out riding again and uh, my friend Helena is riding him three times a week for me which is lovely and the girls have been amazingly supportive and I just want to say thank you for all your brilliant really lovely messages on Twitter and Facebook. And I still can't quite believe that I managed to make that video and put it on social media when I was in in such a bizarre state. Um, but thank you because it really has meant a lot. And and also thank you to everybody that's supported me as well. You know, helping with the horses and helping get confidence, all things like that. So um, that that's it. I won't bang on about the accident anymore because it's all about being positive and moving forward. Um, but thank you very very much for your help. And the person that you'll be hearing today, my guest today, is a lady called Tam Thompson. And And I actually recorded this interview with her a week before I fell off blackjack. So it's quite funny listening back to it because you'll hear moments of, uh, we do actually talk about accidents and what to do if if you do feel like you're going to fall off. And Tam has had training of how to fall off your horse properly. And you'll hear it's a thing called the plank. And if only I'd remembered that when I was falling off. But (laughs) there we go. That is, as she said, Murphy's Law. So I hope you enjoy listening to the interview with Tam and Thank you again for all your lovely messages of support. You've been amazing. And um, and thank you for sharing your stories too of, of your accidents and times that you've had concussion. I'm glad to hear that everybody's okay. And, uh, and I hope you're still having fun with your horses because we've got to get back on and keep going. My guest today is just like us. She works nine to five, has to feed her horse in the evening, and gets to ride at weekends. If the weather's good and there's no wind or no rain, which we haven't had much luck with lately. But what's great about Tam is she tries new things with her horses. And you know, it's okay if you want to have a go at Western riding, then just go and do it. Enjoy the time with your horse. So i Tam's going to explain to us all the things that she's been up to. But first of all, Tam, can you explain to us how you got involved in trying new things with your horse?
2: I guess my sister and I have always had horses together since we were little. And Hmm. when we were in our youth, we both used to like jumping. In fact, dressage was the thing that you had to do (laughs) so that they'd let you ride around the cross-country course. Yeah, And um, in the winter, indoor show jumping, it was just show jumping, show jumping, cross-country, cross-country, hunter trials and dressage. I mean, I used to be pleased if I got a four in a dressage test. And I'm not joking. I was. It was twos and threes. And I thought, oh, well, that's just because they don't know what they're looking for. Or, I don't care about dressage. And then we did everything. You know, when you're a kid, you go to a show and you do, <laughs> your poor pony collapses <laughs> almost. You do all the Gymkhana games you're eligible for, all the working hunter, the competitions, the what else did they have a show? It was Handy Pony. Mm. All the showing classes, all the show jumping, everything. And we sort of stuck with that. We still do that. Although with uh, we've got a bit better an idea of horse welfare these days. So <laughs> we wouldn't do all of it. But last year, in 2016, I um, won a competition to be a sponsored amateur for Molly Chaff. Oh, wow. And wrote a blog for them every month. And there was... Kind of, There was no pressure from Molly Chaff and Horse Age. They were really, really nice. It was a bursary and some competition clothes, some feed for Bo, a nice rug for him. And then in return, I just had to write this blog. So every time somebody suggested doing something, I was grabbing at it so that I could have something interesting to write about. Yeah. So, so we, did, yeah, we did side saddle, which I slightly got addicted to and in fact did buy myself a side saddle last summer. Oh, really? So on my own now, yeah. Gosh. It's great. We did Team Quest with the Riding Club. Mm-hmm. With British Dressage? With British Dressage, yeah. Yeah, I
1: love Team Quest. It's
2: got a really good camaraderie about it, hasn't it? Who, yeah, who is it's team? great. We had a sort of floating team, it depended, but we did actually get to regionals with me and my sister and, and Sandra, who is our landlady where the horses live. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> we had an absolutely... Brilliant time. It was really good fun. And um, Ruth, whose horse couldn't canter at the beginning, in fact she qualified intro on the team, but now he's doing prelims. And it's been an absolutely brilliant experience. Kudos to BD for coming up with the format. Because it doesn't sound very exciting, but when you're doing it, you're right. The sense of team yeah. is really good. Well, we went to the,
1: um, I was at the Quest finals, the Quest champi- Team Quest Championships at the end of last year. And I was mesmerised by the atmosphere and how from kids to adults all get involved and there's no... There's no nastiness. It's all about having fun. And that really, really came across. And for us normal, average, everyday people who are working nine to five, don't get much time with our horses, but want to feel like we've achieved something. That's what was so lovely about it.
2: Yeah, not only that, but because you're on a team and only the top three scores count at each competition, then it takes the pressure off because you know that if you're rubbish, it doesn't matter, and you you can still enjoy the day because you can still cheer your friends on.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. So, are you, do you still take part in Team Quest?
2: We're planning to this year again. Yes, the um, the riding club put in four. Oh, I think my I hope my statistics are right. We put in four teams and three qualified for regionals. Oh, amazing! And none of us got through to the finals, but that was that was fine
1: not only do you need horse boxes you need a coach to take you all up there because there's so (laughs) many
2: of you (laughs) we do and if you'd seen the state of us before all the tests we also need a distillery for the gin that was required <laughs> i'm
1: not even kidding i think the sponsors they need alcohol sponsors because the yeah. amount of
2: alcohol that's
1: consumed at these places is amazing should we, we put a call out for sipsmiths
2: yeah. <laughs> get the slow gin sponsoring these passes
1: that and the, I, I like the pims pims for the summer months would be ideal have you ever been to a camp like an adult camp because i've i've heard rumors of these adult camps that they're really good fun because i will i was always gutted as a child i never got the chance to go to pony club and do all the camp stuff and it was vicky at pony club that said you need to go on an adult camp because there's loads of those
2: our riding club Cherwell valley runs um two training camps a year and at least one or two beach camps so yes i have lots of experience of adult camps and they are absolutely brilliant fun it's like being at pony club but you don't get (laughs) shouted at for not going to bed you get shouted out if you do go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and jumped on if you do go to bed. <laughs> oh. People sleep in their trailers and it, it just doesn't matter. And the horses are everything. It, it really is just like Pony Club Camp with Gin. <laughs> and what about partners?
1: Can you take your other half with you? Or is this more of a, a real horsey weekend?
2: No, some people do. And um, when we've had the camps more locally to where we're all based near Northampton, we've had partners are allowed on Saturday evening for supper type things my partner actually rides so when we've gone to camp we've shared my horse oh. so we've we've both gone together
1: oh that's nice
2: he hasn't been the only guy there because some people have taken their partners some partners ride and some just hang around and cook burgers and generally take photos and laugh <laughs>
1: How did you get your other half, what's he called? Simon. How did you get Simon into riding? Because I've just got Mark, my other half, he's just started riding now and he's doing very well. You know, we're on lesson number two and he's cantering oh, already. Glad. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, impressed. Much to my, um, I'm saying, you know, I'm being very supportive and saying, oh. well done, but I'm starting to feel the pressure a little bit. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you need to put a stop to that. Send him hunting or something and so yeah. he doesn't develop good hands. I don't
1: <laughs> he's know. Like, he's like, don't worry. I'll be galloping across the forest soon. I'm like, just just get your basics right first. Let's just <laughs> learn how to, f- to fall off well.
2: <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I learned how to do that last year as well. That's another story. Um, Simon. Oh, no,
1: you didn't. You fell over. You fell off. off.
2: No, I learned how to on purpose. Oh, really? What, like stunt riding? Yeah, we went to the Centre for Horseback Combat down in Hemel Hempstead for a rider confidence day because um, my sister and I had both got to the place where we just we really, 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 really wanted to get on a horse, but the idea of doing so brought us out in hives. It was terrifying, pounding heartbeat, and so frustrating. I'd had a couple of nutters. Bless them. Mm-hmm. In other hands, wouldn't have been, I'm sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, right horse, right person. And Tori hadn't had that great a time with horses either. She's had some quite good crashes in her youth. But anyway, we decided we were going on this Rider Confidence course. And you sit in a room and you do some neuro-linguistic programming where you sort of play a film in your head of a really good ride where all the things that you think may go wrong haven't gone wrong and it, you've had a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. And then one of the, the other things that you learn is how to throw yourself off the horse. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Because yeah. that's always yeah. like abort.
1: Abort now. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. So the idea is to hold on as much as possible, but when it's impossible to know how to abort. And basically you lean backwards, throw your leg over and plank. That's really? How stunt, yeah, that's how the stunt riders do it. Okay. Do you, lean,
1: do you say lean backwards, throw your leg over?
2: Yes. So you get off in the way that would get you into trouble in Pony Club basically, while the horse is still hooning around underneath you. Mm. But try and hold yourself straight so that when you hit the floor, you roll longitudinally, if you like.
1: Clever. But, you know, I'm not sure I could get my leg over his
2: head. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, a Frisian, he's got a high leg. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure some of the stomach must be Frisians If they can, you
1: can I'd like to say I'll try that, Tam But honestly, I, (laughs) I just don't think I'm that brave Even with a back protector and an air vest You know, you won't see me on purpose trying to get off my horse (laughs) it's only it's only when like panic attack you know anxiety levels have gone through the roof and there's no other option
2: (laughs) then then do you throw yourself off no i can't imagine using it but uh, we did we did use it off the wooden horse onto a mat oh okay oh well that's that's okay but you're not really
1: you're not really going at speed are you but um it's, it's i think it's good for safety to know to know those but going back to the rider confidence i've i've seen this uh we, i've done an episode actually on on psychology and it is quite fascinating and for a long period of time it did work for me because i've got quite bad anxiety i'm a really nervous rider And there is still, you know, you're playing the images in your head of it all going well and everything's going really good. What's really fascinating is I can guarantee if even being a warrior, if I say, oh, I haven't fallen off for a few months, you know, that's that's
2: interesting. (laughs) Bang. I am on the floor that day. Like, no, guaranteed. But that's nothing to do with rider confidence or NLP or psychology. That's just Murphy's law.
1: That's true. (laughs) oh god it's hard to get your confidence though isn't it i i do know how you feel when you, you have a few traumatic episodes so I've, I've frequently talked about an episode it was about a year ago I, I still feel like it's not that long ago but it was a year where i ride in the new forest and there were 20 wild ponies that freaked out they lost the plot and galloped past me one skidded up behind blackjack's hind legs and oh and he just bless him he to be fair he coped very very well considering but he still didn't cope well enough for me because we were bucking and rearing and buckarooing (laughs) and then trotting sideways now the bonus as nlp would say the bonus is that we didn't gallop off That was good yes <laughs> we just we just had a, a very strong trot sideways um but that has kind of ingrained in my head now so it's really really hard to for me to go out by myself i really struggle with that because i know i'm telling him that that there's everything's there to be afraid of even though even though my my body my words are coming out of my mouth it's fine we're okay blackjack don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing bad's going to happen. And my body's shaking going, be scared. We're all going to yeah. die.
2: Yeah. Breaking his ribs. <laughs> yeah. It sounds perfectly normal to me. It sounds absolutely perfectly normal. And the only way to get over it is to, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the only way I was going to say to go out again, but I wouldn't dare either. Sometimes it just takes time. But this worked
1: for you then. So this rider confidence course You know, it's obviously worked because you're doing loads now, aren't you?
2: It did. And if the only thing I took out of it was don't think negatively, but still push yourself a bit, then it has worked. Because last weekend was probably the first time since I've had my horse, who, as everybody will tell you, is a complete legend and is so good. He looks after himself above everything else. So he's, he's never dangerous and he's never silly. But it was the first time this Sunday that I've managed to get on him in the school, without a, without a back protector, without thinking about it, without having to school myself or talk myself into it beforehand. Well done. That's good. I shouldn't be lauded for not wearing a back protector whilst riding, but, you know, I was in a school. We were only walking because <laughs> yeah, it no, was no. frozen. But it's the fear. <laughs>
1: it's the fact that, you know, I'm still in that place where I wouldn't get on a horse without my back protector. And that's not because I know it will protect me. That's because I'm too afraid of coming off that I'm petrified of riding without it. Now, obviously, we should always wear a body protector. But the psychology for you is that you were calm enough to not
2: not be so worried. Yeah. I mean, when we've been doing all the Team Quest and various other dressage competitions throughout last year, I thought that it would look – it would probably lose us points. I know it's not supposed to, but I thought it would probably lose us points if I were to wear my back protector in an enclosed space with no – negative influences on the horses so I I was having to persuade myself it's fine it's fine it's fine get on and then as soon as I was on I was okay Hmm. but yeah that's that's wearing off but yeah I've got to I've got to mention Simon's riding because I do feel like the luckiest girl in the world he I didn't know he rode when we met but it turned out that he'd ridden all his childhood because that's all there was to do in the village oh wow so it was really easy to get him to want to ride Hmm. and and he's doing amazingly well. He's one Most Improved Rider at Riding Club for three mm. years running, although not this year. That went to Ruth, who was on the Quest team.
1: Well, well done, Simon. So he's, um, you're going to be going on riding holidays and all sorts together?
2: Well, we tried beach camp, Yeah, but Simon's horse doesn't travel yet. That's something we need to work on. So we took my horse. And in fact, we'd gone the year before with a horse that really wasn't the right horse for us. And he spooked at a puddle and ditched Simon and damaged the uh, ligaments in his knee so
1: (laughs) that was unpopular
2: and then we took Bo last year thinking he might quite like it but he got as close to silly as Bo ever gets he really didn't like the footing he was doing his level best to go to get off the beach in any direction that he could Mm. so we thought okay no more beaches Mm. no more beach rides but we do we do hack together around where we live, which is nice and quiet most of the time. So.
1: Can you not get Beau used to the beach by taking him more?
2: Possibly, but we live in Northampton, which is officially the middle of the country, as far oh. from any beach as you can get.
1: Yeah, and it's a bit of an event, isn't it? Yeah Because I haven't taken Blackjack to the beach yet And um, I'm thinking oh gosh Maybe I should just go for a week And do it every single day Until he gets used to it And just do it really calmly So maybe start with just walking there with him And then just going on Oh I don't know I've got these airy fairy idealistic dreams Of how it will be (laughs) You know we'll be cantering bareback through the waves soon But
2: the truth is (laughs) It will probably be a nightmare (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, these my sister's horse is the same, although actually it's a different thing. She doesn't like the wet, hard, compacted sand. That freaks her out. But Beau doesn't like the loose, dry sand. Mm. So if we went on the beach with my sister's horse and me, if Beau was on the water side and Sarja was on the dune side, they might be all right. But do you know what? I think there's plenty of other things we can do.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think we've got to give everything a go once
2: indeed i think you're absolutely right and then you can't say you don't like it until you've tried it which is what exactly. we've been doing all year even Jim Carner games we did last year oh it's brilliant where did you do that it was at a little riding school i've forgotten the name now i'm afraid near derby hmm. and they were advertising hen parties Jim gymkhana <laughs> games ten parties and it was a hen party for my best friend who's getting married on the first of april this year so, yeah, we went and played. It was absolutely brilliant. She's get, Sorry, sorry. She's getting
1: married on the 1st of April.
2: This year, yes. If
1: I did that, everybody would think that it was an April Fool's joke.
2: <laughs> I phoned the hotel and checked. It's not. Yeah. It's she's true. actually
1: getting married. She- you should celebrate yourself
0: every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery.
1: yes <laughs> oh yes. good for
2: her so you went on this hen party so what was it six or seven girls uh did you take your own horses no we used riding school horses so we and Simon came he was an honorary hen no oh. he'd never played Jim Gymkhana games before even as a kid so it was rude not to take him oh that's so
1: much fun because I remember doing brilliant. them at the riding school but you know as a youngster and and thinking that we Oh, thinking that it's not the done thing like now it's it's not acceptable <laughs> yeah. as an adult to be you know acting like that but but also because we're on bigger horses now we're not on the little ponies that are run around but how much fun would that be it reminds me of barrel racing a little bit yeah see that's okay for grown-ups yeah
2: yeah grown-ups do that and it's it's horses as well the the um, gymkhana games we did bending races and a sort of rescue race but we started with the rescuing person on the horse you know, leaning over them hmm. and we did egg and spoon and relay races it was brilliant and we were, we got very very competitive actually <laughs> we didn't think we would we thought we'd be under control and grown up about it but that didn't happen oh, oh it sounds <laughs> very so silly.
1: much fun who won
2: the hen obviously <laughs> she had to though really didn't she of
1: course (laughs) so you sound like you have really really good fun with your horse I mean I love this attitude of you know just giving everything a go and you're having loads of fun with it but I'm fascinated with your side saddle so you said you've tried a bit of side saddle before how did that work out
2: well our riding club is and I'm on the, the committee as well so but I don't really get involved in organising guest trainers. Our chairman, Amanda, does that, and she has a knack for finding unusual trainers. One of the ladies, I think it was last year, my first go, it may have been the end of the year before, a lady called Ginny Oakley, who's actually quite famous for side saddle. She's done rather well doing Mm -hmm. dressage side saddle. And she was giving guest lessons using her saddle. So we hired the saddle from her for the session and had a toddle around. And it, I've seen I was seeing the photos. I saw the photo come up yesterday, actually, saying one year ago today, as it does on Facebook. Mm. And Bo's ears are in my eyes, practically. <laughs> we both look really <laughs> uncomfortable. But I I can remember that day I had the most fantastic time. And I felt as though I could almost do something properly to do with horses. You know, I wasn't rubbish at it mm. so I thought okay I like this and then the more and more lessons we had the more relaxed we both got I think there's something about it it isn't even necessarily the elegance it's the fact that it's it is challenging it is difficult to get the hang of when you're not used to it mm. but there's almost some instant gratification you can feel when you're straight and when you're when you're not straight and you can build on all the stuff that you learn astride but also Bo's pretty well schooled he knows his job so I've got to concentrate really, really hard on things like making sure my left leg isn't on his side too hard, otherwise he trots off sideways across the road yes. and passes it with the, the stick on the other side.
1: Oh, so that's how you get them going the other way—is
2: with a stick? Yeah touching them with a a stick like you would with your leg I suppose
1: Hmm. because I often wondered that because I thought well both legs are on one side of the horse so you could make them go left really easily but how are you going to get them to go right and isn't your leg like hooked in too so there's no aborting quickly with side saddle is there (laughs) you're (laughs)
2: you're strapped in no but I would imagine it's going to be pretty hard to fall off as well so that's maybe that's the maybe that's the key maybe that's why I feel good doing it yeah can you jump inside saddle? Yeah, you can do anything. Wow. I haven't, because like jumping astride, I'm still a little bit worried about. When I say a little bit worried about, I tend to shut my eyes and won't let him do more <laughs> than trot. <laughs> is that just inside saddle, or is that in riding in general? No, that's in general. I haven't even gone over a pole, I don't think, side saddle. Oh, okay, so you don't jump every day. You don't jump bow at all? I really, 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 really want to. Yeah. And I do try, and he does. He's an absolute machine. He loves it. It's his favourite thing. Hmm. But I'm quite good at finding excuses. Oh, it's a bit slippy. Oh, they're a bit big. Oh, he doesn't like yellow fences. Oh, um... It's a bit windy is my (laughs) favourite.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Well, I was the same, Tara. I was exactly the same until the end of last year. I thought, this is crazy. I used to, when I was little, I used to love jumping. And I don't know where this... stupid fear has come from i mean i did fall off a few times i broke my arm as well but you know i was young then i just kind of need to get over that but i really enjoyed jumping as a youngster and as an adult i've been too afraid to one because blackjack tends to plow through them so so there's not much you know teaching him to pick his feet up is quite difficult and we're working on that so i phoned my very good friend who's a riding instructor and said right this is it now i want to jump and i thought she was going to fall off her chair i mean she let off a gasp on the phone and went amazing right let's do this i said but i don't think i i'm not good enough to black to jump blackjack i can't teach him to jump and teach myself to jump when i'm so afraid so she said right i've got the best idea come to the riding school because she's an instructor at a riding school and we'll put you on a very safe little fun pony and we'll remind you how to keep your balance and how to sit to canter and just all the basics we'll really go back to basics and then we'll pop in a couple of jumps and see how you get on so I said, well, a couple's too many. I just wanted one that was on the floor that isn't actually a jump that I just have to pretend to jump over. <laughs> and, she said, yeah. <laughs> and she said, do you trust me? And I said, yes, so I do. So, so I went and had a lesson. And she was a very clever, clever lady because there was a pony club there. There were some kids there that must have been aged from about 8 to 12 at the same time, and they were having a week with with Rachel at the yard and and having a pony club. So a pony club week. So it was all very fun and obviously we have to be very positive and not nervous and all the rest of it. So Rachel said, "Girls, Amy's really nervous, so we're going to make her jump today." <laughs> well, they all thought that was hilarious and absolutely brilliant. So they said how many we sh-, she said, "How many shall we do?" And they said, "I think you should start with one." They were very kind to me. They should, said they said you start for one on a lower level. Oh, and Yeah, really nice. And then we'll put a big one at the end. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) I was like, thanks. By the end of the day, I was jumping a row of three. I was jumping... it's that called a triple? I don't know. I was jumping a row of three... And I jumped higher than I'd ever jumped in my life. (laughs) And that was, I think that was, they built me up slowly, you know, and I didn't. And Rachel knew my limits. She knew what the pony could do. And she knew how really how brave I could be if I felt a little bit under pressure. And I don't want to let the kids down either. So she knew I had that as well, because I want them to be confident. I don't want them to see a grown up crying, which I have done before now, you know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you so but what was lovely what I really
1: learned from that experience was was having somebody there that I trust on a horse that I could trust because I knew it was a riding school jumping pony and just building it up really slowly and and at any point I could say right that's enough but actually she just put it up Rachel just put it up and said right jump it go on go 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 and she just kept talking which didn't give me enough time to have panic meltdown I can't do this
2: and argue, yeah, and say no. <laughs> yeah. I wonder then.
1: That's the next mission.
2: <laughs> yes, I think it probably could be because Beau's brilliant. There was a combined training, a riding club qualifier last spring, and I think I don't, I forget when it was supposed to have been April, perhaps, but they cancelled the April event because it was too wet, and the event moved to the beginning of May, and one of the team had to drop out. She was off doing something else, so. We were trying to scrabble around and find somebody else to put on the team so that the team could go and compete. And there wasn't anybody. And I said, Well, I'll do it. My horse can jump, mm-hmm. thinking at the same time, You stupid woman, what <laughs> are you thinking? <laughs> so we went and did the dressage. And bearing in mind, really, dressage is not my strong point. We were in the lead after the dressage, me and Beau. Oh, well it was done. Absolutely brilliant. We had, and I can tell you exactly, 31.5 penalties after the dressage. Amazing. We went into the show jumping and we, I got all my togs on. I was wrapped up like a Michelin man. I got <laughs> a great big Pelham in bow and everything, everything ready. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I couldn't jump a warm up fence. I just couldn't bring myself to do it because I was absolutely convinced that if I even trotted over six inches of warm up fence, Bo would then be going so quickly I wouldn't be able to steer him. Mm. And we got into the Shojin arena itself, and it was, I think it was 85, so I don't know what that is, 2 foot 6, is it? I do I don't know. It's <laughs> whatever it is. Two foot, 2 foot 3, I don't know. It was, well, it was the, the lowest class of the day, whatever it was, and um, Bo could just step over these things. And the poor horse, I made him walk and trot the whole course. <laughs> oh, bless <laughs> him. It. And at one point, I let him canter, and he got quite strong because that's Mm. his thing so i pulled him up just to make sure that i could just so that in my own mind i knew that i wasn't going to be run off with Mm. and he he stopped and he stood in the middle of the arena and you can see it on the (laughs) video he's saying why are we done this have we finished (laughs) um anyway we finished it we did get a clear round but we did get an equivalent number of time penalties so 31.5 time penalties <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh but you know tam who cares you did it that's what's so great and you you did whatever you needed to do to get round. that's what's brilliant
2: but it was it's the only time i've jumped him even though that is what Bo likes to do more than anything else in the whole world
1: well then we owe so, it to Bo to get you confident enough jumping again
2: i think you're probably right <laughs> we have to get out there
1: and do it somehow if we can teach blackjack to go over a pole rather than through it then uh, between us we're doing quite well this year <laughs>
2: we'll have to monitor progress
1: yeah yeah it's interesting because uh, i've been on quite a few hacks and friends of mine have said why don't you just take him over that jump or you know because they want to go on cross-country days and things and I said I'll come with you but I can't jump anything and they're like well why why can't you jump it and I said because guaranteed he hits the pole every time and so he learns to pick his feet up over it so about the fifth time through the jump he's then realized okay I've got to go over this rather than through it so could you imagine us with a big log I mean we'd be flat flat on our backs (laughs)
2: maybe start with a small log so that he can twig. pick his feet up even after, twig, yeah. <laughs> even after he's hit it yeah they must get the hang of it somehow i mean clever horse realizing he doesn't have to put that much effort in if he can just kick the thing out of the way he's clearing the <laughs> path for you absolutely bless him
1: well that that can be our our mission for this year then tam is we're going to get jumping right. both of us you're on we Okay. Are. and Like regular updates please I'll send you photos and I'll um I'll, I'll put them on horse hour and tag in hashtag horse hour you do the same <laughs> and anyone else that wants to join us in this jumping mission I've got a lot of missions going on at the moment I, we started a fitness mission oh. where, um, <laughs> oh. where it's just 10 minutes a day so Nicola joined us from equestrian fitness and she's put together a really good plan and it's literally just 10 minutes because half my issue is time constraints you know I don't yeah. I don't just don't have any time and I I, I I kid myself that filling up a water bucket and carrying it across a field and giving them some hay is actually, you know, giving me my workout. But things, is it not? Things and no, it's not getting easier as (laughs) I get older. (laughs) <laughs> I keep shutting my eyes and then opening them, hoping that it will be better, but it's not. So I thought, right, 10 minutes a day, and that's going really well. And then she changes the plan every two weeks. So we've got a fitness plan, and now we've got a show jumping plan too so um hopefully everybody will join us with these new
2: things yes if we can do it everybody else can do it <laughs> and how are we going to get you riding inside saddle amy
1: oh i just need to have a go don't i'd love it i'm totally yeah. up for trying anything i find it so exciting and after recording these after doing these podcasts i've realized there's just this whole world out there of really really cool equestrian things that we just don't go out and try so we need to try
2: there's more as well. And agility. We've done agility as well. You know, in hand, like dog agility, but with a horse. Really? Yeah, it's great. Bo thinks it's really boring, but I thought it was really good. How can you do agility with a horse? Well, it's not the jumpy bits, so but it's things like... Um, so, you know, in the trek, when you... We've tried that as well. We've tried the agility part of that. But when you have to walk as quickly as possible and then canter as slowly as possible down a course... Yeah. Well, we did something like that with agility so that you had to walk as slowly as possible with your horse in a certain position relative to you. And then we had to do gates and then versing into little squares on the ground made with poles and getting them to walk on pallets and bits of squash plastic bottles. And Are you on the horse at the time? No, no. No, it's literally all in hand, just head collar and lead rope. Wow, that would be good. Because some people do jump their horses in hand. Yes, they're brave.
1: We are. We can yeah. be brave. It's okay. I saw a fascinating clip on YouTube the other day of them. Um, in America, they have, it's almost like an indoor Rocky Mountain course that you can go oh, on. Oh, I've seen that. Isn't how that amazing? Cool. Yeah. And so they teach the horses how to go up on different, different types of flooring and whether, I don't know, whether it's stones or mountains or big boulders, and then they get them over bridges and things like that. And I'm like, this is so good. But these, honestly, there's so much for us to do, Tam. It's yeah. the time. Like, I wish we had more time to be able to do it. So I'm kind of scheduling something different. I'm challenging myself every month. So once a month doing something different, whether it's going over tarpaulin and doing some things in the
2: school. But do you know what? One piece of advice that I'll takeaway my first side saddle lesson with Ginny who is also in a previous life was an instructor for mounted police horses oh wow desensitizing I couldn't get Bo to go sensibly to one end of this particular arena because there Mm. was an open bit of the wall and he was just being silly so I said to Ginny I can't do this because I can't go to that end of the arena and she said well (laughs) stay at this end of the arena then okay (laughs) (laughs) so we did and I thought right okay I'm going to apply that to everything if I'm worrying about loading and travelling on my own I'm not going to do it I'm going to take a friend and it isn't going to stop me loading Mm. and travelling it just means that I'm going to not add extra stress to it
1: It is good to be brave. Nikki on Twitter said the other day that she did her first competition solo. She did her first solo competition. So she went out by herself, did a competition. She did really well. And she said, I have my brave breeches on. And that, I love it. That is my new saying for the year is I've got my brave breeches on.
2: (laughs) We have such thing as brave pants and then nobody can tell if you're wearing them because you can't see them. (laughs) So you can can claim to have forgotten them because nobody knows. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Tam, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for getting in touch. Can we follow
2: you on Twitter? Please do. Yes. I'm already stalking you on Twitter. <laughs> What's your Twitter handle? It's at Bo so Bayou. So B E A U B A Y O U. Okay.
1: Without seeing it. Well, we can follow you on Twitter and. See if we manage to do the show jumping, and just keep up to date with all your, with everything that you're doing. You also do blogs as well, don't you? Who do you write blogs for?
2: I do do blogs. Um, mainly, I write blogs for myself. Although I am a featured blogger on Haynet.co.uk, and I think everybody should write a blog because. It helps you to realise just what you've managed to achieve when you go back and read them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and actually, the things that we're afraid of really aren't that scary when you then
2: look back at them. And you think, oh, "I've just worked myself up into a right old state for no reason." You do, but you've got to have you've got to have a twenty twenty hindsight looking back, haven't you, for, <laughs> for it to make sense next time. That is true.
1: Well, we'll definitely follow you, Tam, and and keep up to date with everything. And uh, best of luck to Simon and Beau, too. Thank you. I'll pass that on. It's been a pleasure, Amy.
2: Thanks so much, Tam. See you. Thanks, Amy. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next week, you can hear three-star eventer, Lucienne Elms. While she's been competing, she's also set up a business called Horse Scout and it is supported by some of the biggest names in the industry. So I'm interested to hear how she started this business and what made her think of it originally. Plus, hear her plans for this year and for the eventing season, how she's training her horses, what she does in the school that can actually enhance her performance on cross-country and things like that, taking elements from different disciplines and using them together. So, Lucienne is so lovely and uh, she's going to give us some tips and advice and and just what she does, how she worked her way up the ranks too. So, that's next week. You can catch up with all previous episodes of the Horse Hour podcast on our website, horsehour.co.uk and there is so much information on there for you from education about laminitis, grass sickness. We've got our tips and advice podcasts as well from b Equine Vets where each week we talk about a different disease or a different illness and uh, we dispel the myths about it. For example, we've talked about colic and the signs and symptoms of colic and how you can overcome them and how you can treat colic and also the infectious diseases. So there's one each month from B&W Equine Vets. Then there's articles on the education hub too. So there's literally so much information. If you just go to the search bar in the top corner and type in your problem, whatever it is, then all the information will come up about it. And if it's not on the website, then send me an email and I'll find one of our experts and we'll write about it. The email is team at horsehour.co.uk. Thank you for joining us every Monday night at eight o'clock on Twitter for Horse Hour. It's great having so many of you talking to each other, sharing your problems and and coming up with solutions, and also hearing about your journeys and your competitions as well. Some of you are doing really, really well, and there are a few first-timers. So uh, congratulations. Keep your brave breeches on. I hope you have a really good week, and I'll speak to you soon.
2: You've been listening to Horse Hour. Join the community on Twitter, Mondays, 8 p.m. UK time, 3 p.m. Eastern by using the hashtag HorseHour. Follow Amy at AmyStevenson1 and subscribe to us on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher, and Player FM.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.